What's up, guys? Thanks for being here yet again, checking out another episode. And today, I think that I've got something that's a little different, at least different than what I've done in the last few episodes. I know in the last few episodes, I've been a little fired up, maybe a little bit more so than, than normal. I did appreciate for all those people who reached out with feedback. It's one of the challenging things about doing this is in one episode, I got some of the most polar opposite feedback that you could imagine. And and some of it was really, really good feedback and positive and, and grateful. And, and I was told that it was, is very helpful to them. And, and then, uh, I had somebody else reach out to me on the other end that I've known for, for quite a while and their, their feedback wasn't as positive. And I think the, the gist of it was that they felt like, Hey man, your tone has kind of changed. And so I said, Hey, I'll, I'll look in the mirror and I'll take some time to reflect on that and, and really try and determine if in fact I've been going down the rabbit hole, if you will, in the wrong direction. And so uh, whether you gave me positive feedback or you gave me not so positive feedback, I do appreciate it. I take it to heart. And I, I did take some time to step back and, and really think about why did I start doing this in the beginning? And am I sort of living up to what I set out to do? And, and at the same time, like what I said in the, in the last episode, am I, Am I doing it to serve you and to serve others? And, and so what makes it so difficult is, is it's hard to know what the answer is. I mean, yeah, I remember when I started these videos, it was all about really not being divided. It was about, Hey, there's so many of us that are like in the middle that have no voice that, that really get along pretty well and, and that have good productive conversations. And, and yeah, I guess if, if I'm honest with myself, when I look back at the last you know, and maybe not just the last several episodes. I mean, I'd say episodes here and there throughout this process. It's, it's like, yeah, I, I definitely have, have found myself feeling like you're either in this camp or you're in that camp and almost losing sight of the very thing that I set out to accomplish, which is the reality that most of us fall somewhere in the middle. And sometimes I think, as I stated last time, when you're doing a monologue, it, it can become difficult to convey the fact that you are sitting in the middle because there's no one to go back and forth with. And so had a couple of people reach out also and, and tell me that they'd be interested in coming on the show. So I'm going to try and make that happen here in the very near, near future. I've got to make some adjustments to, to the space here to accommodate two people, but I'm going to do my best. I think I've got the gear. It's just a matter of making the space. But back to the point here. I think it's tough. We're, we're in a tough situation. You know, Jesus said, either be hot or be cold, because if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. And, and so I'll be honest, like it's hard for me and maybe it's hard for you to figure out what to be hot or cold about. And, and maybe that's what's come across in some of my last few episodes is, is this probably easier to tell at this point what I'm hot about and what I'm cold about. And yet, I think that we all have to do things in a way that are tempered, uh, that as I've stated in future or past videos, excuse me, that sort of elicit the fruit of the spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And, and that is not always an easy thing to do, especially when you're a passionate person. And, and I think so often for myself and maybe you, if, if you're like me and that you're passionate about things, we can come across in a way that 
maybe is different to, to the people that are observing what we're saying than what we're feeling in our, in our mind and in our spirit when we're saying it. And so I uh, just want to be sensitive to that to the, to the degree I can. And so I appreciate the feedback and I will do my best moving forward not to, not to participate in the tribalism while at the same time trying to make sure that I'm either hot or cold and not lukewarm. I think sometimes what we do is we find ourselves where we're just trying to play the middle. And, and when we're trying to play the middle at times, it's worse off than if we sort of took a side and, and ran with it. And, and I think one of the biggest challenges in life is trying to find the discernment to know which, when is it right? At what is the right time? What is the right place to pick a side and to not straddle the line? And I think that takes discernment. And I believe that that discernment comes on account of the Holy Spirit when we ask the Lord to show us, right, what what he's saying. And and I know that's a very dangerous thing to say these days because you see people who are like way out there doing really crazy things who say, well, the Lord told me. And that's another video for another day for sure. But for me, it's it's like, well, if it doesn't line up with the word of God, right? Like if I'm not being patient and kind and gentle and faithful, and if I'm not eliciting self-control, right, then, then I'm not doing it in a way that the Holy Spirit, that, that God would have me to do it. And so all that to be said is I'm going to try my darndest moving forward to do that. So I do appreciate you continuing to watch these or listen to these or however you're consuming them. And now I'm going to get into what I wanted to share. So I was reading in my Bible the other morning, and I have this special Bible that I wanted to tell you about. I may have mentioned it before, but I don't think I have. Uh, I was turned on to this maybe five or six years ago. I don't even remember how. I think it was somebody I was listening to. And it's called the Founder's Bible. And what it is, is it's a Bible that you can go online and you can buy either in the hard copy or you can buy it in, uh, or, or you can buy it digitally. And what they've done is, I think it's, his name's David Barton. And he has the largest or one of the largest uh, archives of original founders documents that he and I, I'm sure some investment group over the years have purchased and compiled and, 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 and put into one place. And what they did was they said, hey, we're going to take these founders documents, journals, speeches, whatever it might have been, and we're going to interweave them in in the Bible as inserts, right? Like they're not changing the text of the Bible. It's just when the Bible talks about a certain thing, they'll insert like a story. And the story will be about either a founding father or a president along the way that referenced something about how we govern ourselves in America directly from the Bible. And it's just been so fascinating to me. I have pulled it back out over the last two years because Obviously, there's been a lot of craziness going on. And also, you know, we have a, a, a society today, today that wants to tell us that this country was not founded on biblical principles. And, and the reality is it's just simply not the case. And how do we know? We know because we have the founding documents. And so if you're like me, right, and you live in a place, so where I live in Olympia, Washington, we have like this serious homeless problem. And we have this serious homeless problem in a lot of cities around this country. And we've let this thing get so bad that I don't want to sound pessimistic, but the reality is, is fixing that problem, solving that problem almost feels impossible. It almost feels like it's literally impossible because 
I think Los Angeles, they said, is like 60 or 100,000 homeless people. That's as much as the city of Olympia's total population. That's not something that you just solve with some new governmental program or new sales tax initiative or, or anything like that. And along with the homeless issue, what we've seen in certain instances recently is a, a rise in crime. Right? And we've always battled crime. That's been a thing that we've battled all throughout human civilization. But, but it seems that as things progress in, in the way that they are now, those problems are getting more challenging. And while so often good-hearted people will come out and, and advocate for a solution to the problem or a remedy for the problem or an idea about how to fix the problem, what I find is it seems so often that while we're talking about solving the visible problem. We're never talking truly about solving the underlying problem. And that's what I want to share with you today. So I was reading in Mark, the book of Mark. It's one of the four gospels, if you're not a Christian. And there's this one verse, well, it's actually two verses, Mark 7, 21 to 23. And it says, for from within, out of the heart of man, proceed the evil thoughts fornications, thefts, murders, adulter adulteries, deeds of coveting and wickedness, as well as deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All of these evil things proceed from within, and they defile man. And it's so interesting. So this is the insert. I'm going to read it to you. Hopefully it doesn't bore you. But that those are the verses that they inserted this packet to. And here's what the packet says. Crime is the bane of any civilized society. Every year, governments spend billions of dollars in their attempts to prevent crime and punish criminals. That is the truth, right? Unfortunately, crime will never be completely prevented by such efforts, for government addresses only outward behavior. And Jesus tells us that this is not the source of crime. Crime must be dealt with on the inside. Therefore, the only sure way to prevent crime is to address the heart a truthfully under, as truthfully understood by the founding fathers. So they understood this. They understood from this verse, from these verses in Mark and others, that if you're only dealing with the external behavior and you're never dealing with the internal, the internal struggle of man, then you'll never actually fix the problem. And then it says, this is what Thomas Jefferson affirmed. The precepts of philosophy and of the Hebrew code or the Hebrew law laid hold of actions only. He, Jesus, pushed his scrutinies into the heart of man, erected his tribunal in the region of his thoughts, and purified the waters at the fountainhead. So it's like Jesus took what was the law, and he brought it to the heart. He like took it up another level, and he said, you know, he, he even said, it, you have heard, it was said of old, right? That this, this, and this is bad, right? Like if you commit adultery, or if you commit murder, but then he says, but I say, if you have hate for your brother, then you've already committed murder. If you lust for a woman, you've already committed adultery. Because he wasn't dealing with the outside behavior, which the people he was talking to at the time were the religious religi religiosity people. They were the people that were high and mighty and thought they were so much better than everyone else because their behavior looked a certain way. And what he said is, no, 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 no. Just because you're not committing the physical crime doesn't mean that the heart inside that, that would lead to that crime 
the, the thing that's really still going on there doesn't mean that it's not happening. It's the thing that's really in there that's ultimately going to dictate behavior. And so then it continues. It says, Christian principles go beyond merely attempting to regulate or restrain outward behavior. Consider murder as an example. Civil law prohibits it. So how can we, excuse me, so how can Christianity contribute anything more? Because Christianity addresses murder before it occurs. While it is still only a thought in the heart or the mind, the true effectiveness of the teachings of Christianity is that, as Jefferson expressed it, they purify the waters of the fountainhead, your heart, right? What's inside? Then it goes on. John Quincy Adams summarized this principle explaining, human legislators can only, or excuse me, can undertake only to prescribe the actions of men. They acknowledge their inability to govern and direct the sentiments of the heart. It is one of the greatest marks of divine favor bestowed upon the children of Israel that the legislator, God, gave them rules, not only of action, but for the government of the heart. See, our our legal system deals with rules of action. Don't do this. Don't do that, right? Because that's all it really can. God's law deals with the matters of the heart, right? They deal with the thing that, the precursor to the action. So it says this, only the Bible provides effective rules for the government of the heart and thus prevents the external crimes that originate internally. Significantly, statistical evidence validates that the effectiveness of this approach through a comparison of government-run and faith-run programs, or excuse me, prisons. So I'm not going to read all this, but it goes into the statistics of of inmates in government-run prisons and and their sort of relapse rate versus versus the same, well, not the same, but other inmates that go into faith-based prisons. And the gist of it is that in government-run prisons, 67% of inmates within two years of their release will commit a crime that returns them to prison. But only 8% of those incarcerated in a faith-based prison will return. That rate is 85% lower than the government rate. Does the same thing then for folks who are struggling with drug drug abuse. Says the average cure rate for those in a government-run drug rehab program is under 20%, but the cure rate for faith-based rehab programs is over 70%. Okay, and then it, f- it finishes up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the end here. If government rejects the assistance the Bible offers, it will utilize extensive manpower and expand massive financial sums, excuse me, expend massive financial sums attempting to restrain behavior that is, an, that is the external manifestation of internal chaos and disorder. Signer of the Declaration, Benjamin Rush, yeah, Rush, warned that if America ever ceased promoting biblical principles in the public arena, that we would waste so much time and money in punishing crimes and taking so little pains to prevent them. Signer of the Constitution, James McHenry, agreed, and here's what he said, in vain, without the Bible, we increase penal laws and draw entrenchments around our institutions. Bibles are strong entrenchments. Where they abound, men cannot pursue wicked courses. It goes on, but I'm going to stop there. I think that for me, it's like you look back and you go, the, the book of laws continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and, the, and the, 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 the gravity of problems that we face 
whether it's crime problems or homelessness problems or, or, or greed problems or envy problems. They get bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and as they get bigger and bigger and bigger, there, there's a direct correlation, at least as I see it, in the opposite direction. And, and that correlation looks like this. That, that as these problems, they get bigger and bigger and bigger, our reliance, our faith, our subservience to the God who, who, left, the f- less, wow, who left us his word, his instruction manual about how to deal with the heart, Right? It wanes more and more and more. And, and the remnant of people who subscribe to this manual that he left us gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So, so as the people who want to follow God and his word right, get smaller and smaller and smaller, we see that the, the crime and, and the problems get bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's so interesting to me because... because even myself at times, right? If I'm not cognizant of it, if I'm not paying attention to it, we, we see, like I was listening to this video the, the other day, it happens all the time. And it's like, well, the entrepreneurs are going to save us or, or the Democrats are going to save us or the Republicans are going to save us. So like, no, none of that's going to save us because those are all, whether it's Republican or Democrat or left or right or worker or entrepreneur, those are all external things. None of those things are heart things. It's, it's a change of heart. Like the Bible says, if we humble ourselves, if we seek him earnestly, if we pray, then he will heal our land. It doesn't say like if you elect the right people or if you create more businesses or, you know, if you save more money or if you, you know, buy the prepper stuff, which I have bought some, right? I'm not saying don't be smart, but, but none of those things, right? will lead to the outcomes that we're all in desire of. And so for me, as I sort of reflect back on the feedback I got from a friend about, you know, it seems like your tone or your message has changed. And I did. I went back and listened to some past videos, and I don't really feel like it changed that much, but I could definitely see. I could definitely see how someone might feel that, the, what I was communicating was different. And so with this, what I want to get back to is, is communicating that the reality is we've tried. Like the, the founder said, you'll just keep increasing penal laws and you'll just draw entrenchments around the institutions. Like you'll, you'll make these big, strong things. You'll, you'll just keep making it bigger and bigger and bigger, trying to solve the external problem. Right? It's like if you go to the doctor and, and you say, you know, I'm not feeling well. Right? I'm, my heart's always racing. And he's like, okay, well, here, here's a pill. And it's like, well, okay, the pill might work, but it's probably not going to solve the underlying problem. The, like, you got to figure out if it's at all possible, why, why is your heart racing? What is the problem? How do you fix the underlying problem so you don't need the pill? Because, right, it's like people who like, like to smoke pot. I don't smoke pot, but, but as I, as I, as I understand it, the more you smoke pot, right? The more you kind of need because your body gets used to it, right? It's like, but you got to figure out, and I'm not necessarily dogging on smoking pot or whatever, but it's like, you kind of got to figure out what is, what is the feeling that you're chasing? Why are you chasing the feeling in this example? And then, well, if there's a different way to deal with the underlying problem that's creating or, or, or restricting the feeling that you're after. 
right? You, you can solve the problem. And as it comes to homelessness and as it comes to crime and as it comes to greed and as it comes to all these things that we all think will just work, like I always hear, and, and I've probably been um, guilty of this myself. Hey, if we just let free markets be free markets, right? Things would get better. It's like, no, things might get better for some people, but things probably won't get better for other people because people's hearts, like our hearts collectively are not in the right place because we have walked away from the precepts and from the instruction manual that God left us with. And I know there, there, there's always a rebuttal, especially today in these days. The rebuttal is like, yeah, Zach, but, you know, America has all these things that it did wrong and all these problems that it had. And I say, yes, you are right. That's correct. But folks, there's a reason people are leaving everything that they know to try and come here from places like Cuba and Venezuela and why we're not doing the same thing to go there. Because while America, as I say all the time, is not perfect, it's supposed to be a more perfect union. And, and as I read the Founders Bible, and man, I encourage you, even if you're not a Christian, if you want to see what these men, excuse me, had to say in their own writing, just for that, I, it's like 75 bucks. It's kind of expensive, but I encourage it because it will tell a different story about America. It will tell a different story about how we were founded. It will tell you the truth. And the truth is that they knew that if we wandered too far, if we wandered, if we kept wandering from what God instructed us to do, this is where we would find ourselves. And so, so as we all step here, step here, as we all come together here, we try and figure out where, how do we go forward? Politicians aren't going to save us. Economics is not going to save us. The only thing that's going to save us is surrender. Like, no, we, especially Americans. I'm one of them, especially. I don't like getting told what to do. I don't like being told you have to do this. That's like part, that rebellious spirit is, is America. Obviously, places like Australia don't have the rebellious spirit as a culture. We do. And, and the thing that will save us is to set, and I'm not talking about some of the other stuff that's going on right now. I'm just talking about collectively as a whole. If we will lay down our rebellion in terms of us wanting to do it our way or, or having the politicians save us or the economists save us or the entrepreneurs save us or whatever it might be. And if we will step back and say, no, we're going to let God save us and we are going to repent and we're going to turn around and we're going to try and do it his way. That's the only way that I see this ending any differently than the absolute train wreck that we are on, that we are on our way to. And here's the, here's the hardest part is like today, that viewpoint is like way in the minority. It is way, way, way in the minority. There's probably people who watch, will watch this, who maybe won't watch any more episodes because they don't agree or believe, agree with or believe in anything that I shared. And I'm, it's like, I'm not trying to convince anybody. 
all I'm trying to say is like, we've been trying it our way. We've been trying it the way of, you know, just moving the line. It's like, you're not supposed to steal, but you know, if you steal for this reason, it's okay. Or you're not supposed to kill, but if you do it for this reason, it's okay. Or you're not supposed to envy. Oh, but you, you know, if you got to do it for this, it's okay. And you're not supposed to boast, but you know, if you, and, and, and we've done it our way. We, we've continued to try and have it be the way that we want it. Have God come to us on our terms. And guess what? We just keep moving those lines. And we move those lines. And we move those lines to the point where now people just don't like each other. And, and all I'm saying is, hey, we've tried that. We've been trying that for a long time. And, 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 and like I've said in few, our past videos, we just keep doubling down on what's not working. And so I think the good news is that if you read through the Bible, there, are, yeah, God definitely passes judgment on his people, Israel. Like that's the story of Israel. They do good. They're blessed. They turn, they have idols, they're judged, but then there's a remnant. God always saves a remnant, a group of people who are committed or, or who will recommit themselves to doing it his way. And from that remnant, he always brings about the blessing and the peace all over again. And so while yes, people like me, and maybe if you're watching this and, and you believe in this, and I would say then people like you, we may, and we are, no, we are in the minority today. But I think that's where, maybe that's where God wants us to be. I can't speak for him, but I would say that when it seems there is no way, the Bible says he will make a way. And maybe that way doesn't come in our lifetimes. Maybe that way doesn't come until eternity. But the truth, as I believe it, is exactly what I just read in this article, which is that if all we deal with in civilization and in society and in community is the external behaviors that we do want or don't want, and we fail to deal with the heart of man, and the internal thing that drives us to do and be, do what we do and be who we are, if we fail to deal with that, we will keep getting the same result over and over, but that result will compound like compound interest where it gets worse and worse and worse. And so that's what I hope we will do. You, me, all of us is come, come, come together and say, you know what? Politics are important, no doubt. Economics is important, no doubt. Businesses are important. All these, everything's important, yes. But nothing's as important as putting God first and, and trying to live our lives in a way that is consistent with the word that he left us. Because it's, it's, it's in living that way, and, and this is a whole nother video for a whole nother day. It's, I'm not trying to say that you're earning anything, that we're earning anything. It's like doing it out of response instead of requirement, right? That because we believe this, because we feel blessed, because we know how great his grace is, then we respond by living a certain way. It's like if you're married and you really love your spouse, right? You're not showing them you love them with your behavior because you have to. You're showing them your behavior 
is good and, and, and fruitful because you love them, because that's the way you respond. That's the way that you show you love. And so I think that this is a call for, for me, for sure, and for you, and for all of us, to sort of refocus and, and to say that while all these things are important, the most important thing, the number one thing, is that we turn back to God that we humble ourselves, that we repent, and that we make it a point to walk in His ways, to deal with our own hearts, and as a community, collectively, to deal with our hearts. And, and if we can do that, and if we can shine like a light in the darkness, then I think that God, right, light doesn't ever lose to darkness. And I think that God rewards that. He uses that. And so that's going to be my goal. And, and even as I've shared all this and, you know, it's, it's like I say, I don't, I don't, there's no script here. I'm just sharing what's on my heart. I'm sharing what spoke to me. And as I've spoken here for 29 minutes, that's what my screen says. And I get to the end. I think of the, the person that reached out to me, you know who you are if you're watching this. And I'd say, you know, thank you because it's not easy to, to have negative feedback or sort of pushback, right? It's not easy for any of us. I'm no different, right? But, but, and it's also not where just because you got some negative feedback that you let or I let or we let that feedback derail us. It's, it's about, right? It's like I tell people that I work with. If you're always afraid to tell me what I suck at, I can never get better. Right? Like if, if we're just surrounded by yes men and yes women, we don't grow. It's like, I remember playing sports. You know, when I always grew the most is when I was competing against somebody for that starting job that I thought might be better than me. Like, man, that person really might be better than me. I got to work extra hard because I, I understood that I needed to get better. And if I'm surrounded by, if you're surrounded by, if we're surrounded by people who are afraid to tell us, that, that we've slipped or, or that they're seeing something that maybe they didn't see before. And if, if then, well, if we're, if we're not surrounded by those people, we can't get better. We're never competing with the, the better of ourself. But then let's say we are surrounded by people. And in the digital age, you <laughs> listen, you put something on the internet and you're going to get it. But then if we're too proud, if, if we get too defensive where we can't step back and say, even if I don't necessarily agree with everything, is there a nugget of truth in there that I can take and that I can sort of meditate on, can pray about, and, and that I can use to get better? And, and that's how I feel this time. It's, I just wanted to take the time and, and really step back and think about it. Because if I'm really honest, I can, I can tell you that in my spirit, like, I don't think that my words, at least as I said them, felt that different. This person obviously felt they did, and maybe you did. But because he had the guts to say it to me and say it to me in love and say it in a kind way, if I'm really honest with myself, I, I know that while I wasn't trying to speak differently, I feel differently. <laughs> like I felt frustrated. I felt pissed. I felt like this is just getting out of control. And I've said this in past videos, but it's like when we find ourselves in fight or flight mode, which to some degree I think is how I feel these days. 
nothing good really happens. And no behavior, no positive behavior really comes from it. There are always times where those feelings are in there for a purpose, fight or flight. But if we're living in a constant state or fight or flight, nothing good really comes from that. And so I think it's the ability to step back and, and to refocus and to take a deep breath and to say, okay, yes, I feel like I want to fight or flight, depending on your personality. I'm a fight. Some other people that are I know, no better or worse, are flight. But it's like, Really, the folks who can who can stay calm in the midst of the storm are the ones who really have the best chance to succeed. And so that's what I hope moving forward in, in these episodes, in these videos, I hope to do a better job of that, to say I'm not necessarily changing my, my feeling about something. I'm not necessarily changing my perspective on something. But what I'm going to try and do is change my delivery. I'm going to try and change my approach. I'm going to try and change to, to ensure that my message is a message that speaks life and that doesn't speak death. Because we have a choice to use our words to either speak life or to speak death. We have a choice to be light or to be darkness, right? You can't be like kind of light or kind of dark. You're kind of either there is light or there isn't light. And I want to try. And if I struggle at it at some point down the road. I hope you will let me know, but I want to try and use these to be a light and to be an encouragement. And so with that, that's all I got for what I wanted to share here today. If you're still here 33 and a half minutes later, thanks. I appreciate you tuning into these. I hope that something here was helpful because I really think there's something there. I think that that so spoke to me in the times that we're in. And so I appreciate you guys watching these, listening to these. I appreciate your feedback. If something here helped you, I'd love to know about it. If something challenged you, I'd love to know about it. If you want to have a conversation about any of it, please reach out to me. Uh, I'd love if you hit the thumbs up, if you'd subscribe, whatever all those things are that would help this grow and get to more people. And last thing I, I'm going to say for real is I think what I'm going to end up doing is splitting this into two different channels unless... I get some feedback that that's not a good idea because on one hand, I like talking about this kind of stuff, but I also like talking about the real estate and the investing and kind of what I do for work. And I feel like if I mix those into one sort of channel or one podcast, it's just not really applicable to people who don't really care about one of the two parts. And so I think what I might do, and it would allow me to spend more time putting out more content about each of the things uh, is I, I think that I'm going to split, I'm going to create sort of a real estate investing channel and, and podcast, or maybe just a channel. I don't know. And then I'll have this, and this will be kind of those things that, as I've said before, really have just spoken to me and there won't be any real design for it. It's just going to be things that I'm sharing based on what's speaking to me. And I probably will change the name because I don't never really like the name, the Zach Castillo show anyway. So that's what I'm thinking. If you think that's a good idea, let me know. If for some reason you think that's a really bad idea, let me know. And then here in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to make a decision uh, because I do want to start creating some more content. I do enjoy doing these things and, and I hope they help you. So thanks again for watching, listening, and I'll see you next time.